You're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 336. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who spanked my ass so fucking good this morning, John Brownstone. Damn straight. Does your hand hurt? Nope. Damn. Does your arm hurt? Nope. Fuck. My butt hurts. Good. It's delightful. Wonderful. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're not talking about that, but we are talking about how we divide the necessary labor of keeping a home and family running even in a power exchange. And it might not look like you expect it to look based on who is what in this power exchange. That's right. Uh, which is how mm, we like it. <laughs> Welcome keep, to, keep you on your toes. Exactly. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate. That'll never fucking change. <laughs> LovingDS and the number one. So it's at LovingDS1 or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Used to be there were two constants in life, death and taxes. Now there's the handle you ever freaking hate, hate yeah. to add to that list. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I clearly have the power to change the universe, and now I've created a third constant. So <laughs> I am all powerful. <laughs> uh, by the way, consider this one of the many reminders that will come up over the next several weeks that we're in the middle of a Patreon membership drive now through February 15th. If you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to a Discord server, extra content, more of us, uh, you can, and if you join during the membership drive, that is until February 15th, uh, you get extra goodies sent to you in March. So to do that, if you're interested, wanna learn more, all that good stuff, just go to patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. If you join as an annual member between now and February 15th, you get two months free. So you pay for 10 months and get access for 12 months. Uh, you can join for as little as $2 per month and you don't have to do the annual thing. That's just an option. Uh, but if you join at higher tiers beyond the base minimum $2 thing, you get even more perks. Uh, so if that sounds like something you would be interested in and you wanna be part of our kinky community and you have the means and ability to do so, um, we'd love to have you. So go learn more or join at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords or use the link in the show notes. Okay. So before we get into, uh, this week's episode we're we're sponsoring ourselves around here because we just do too much stuff <laughs> to, to not so this week we are sponsoring ourselves through our loving bdsm etsy shop yes we are on etsy currently everything there is a digital product which means you pay for it and you get to download it and either keep it digital or print it um the newest workbook that I added to the shop, I did right before we went on break. <laughs> My timing is is for shit. Um, that workbook is called DS and Distance. It's about uh, setting up your long distance power exchange, figuring out the uh, how you're actually going to do it. It's not about learning what power exchange is. I got workbooks on that too. Uh, it's about the how do we do this when there's miles and hours and maybe even hmm. oceans between you. Um, that workbook is how we did it. 
our tips, our viewpoint, and then a ton of worksheets that you can work on together or separate to kind of map it out and go, okay, here's our plan and here's what we'll do. Um, so that is the newest workbook. But if you're like a newbie to Power Exchange and you're still trying to like figure out what you want and how you're gonna do it, or you're in a brand new Power Exchange, we have 30 days of DS. If you're in a Power Exchange, you're not new anymore, but you're coming up against the stuff that nobody talks about in the BDSM 101 stuff. We've got 30 days of DS volume two. If you are the type of kinkster who likes to use planners, especially digital ones, uh, to keep up with what you're doing and no planner on the planet, uh, caters to well, what is this supposed to be doing and what is their task for today? We have digital planning sheets too. So Loving BDSM is on Etsy, link in the places or just go to Etsy and search Loving BDSM, all one word, will pop right up. Um, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, and yeah, that's, we sponsored us this week and, cool. and we will continue to do so. There we you got, go. We got too much shit we're trying to do. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Hold on. go ahead. So just in case, um, folks, if I may have to step away for a few moments. I am expecting a delivery, and they're getting closer and closer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it may not happen until after we finish recording, but if it happens while we're recording, I'll have to step away to uh, yes, to meet them because you're getting you're replacing a tool that you used into the ground. Yes, and we finagled all of our gift cards and points and special codes to mm-hmm. pull together. So that by the time we actually paid for your new tool, we only paid like $70. Correct. It's delightful. Yep. <laughs> I like that. I like that too. So yeah, when the Amazon delivery person arrives, you've got to go handle mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this week we were talking about something that we've teased multiple times lately because once it hit my brain hole that we should talk about, <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about it. Uh, And that is the idea of the division of labor in a power exchange relationship where you're living together and have to keep some kind of household up and running in in some way. And for me, the reason this topic kind of came up is like, oh yeah, that, that is something to talk about is because I somehow, even though I do not search it out and I do not even identify with it anymore, tend to fall into the side of the Instagram algorithm that are straight married couples, air quote this, either joking, because it doesn't usually feel like a joke from my perspective, or railing against um, the unequal division of labor, typically in a heterosexual relationship where, yeah, and with children especially, where the wife and the mom does the brunt of everything and the the dad, the husband, the whatever, like does not quite as much. So that's where this thought came from. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. it, it should be intentional in non-kink relationships, but typically mm-hmm. it's, it's not always. Like you usually have to get to a certain level of experience or maturity or just have had enough shit relationships where you finally go, well, I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, <laughs> whereas in power exchange, everything we do ought to be intentional and typically is, especially in happy, healthy power exchange relationships. Um, but I also think that there can be plenty of um, supposing what you think is gonna happen with a division of labor and how you're gonna divide up who does what to keep this house and family and unit running. Um, and I think that there can be um, 
some stereotypes there too about who's gonna do what. Uh, and so I thought, well, let's let's talk about it. Your uh, dog is gr- making noises outside because she'd like to come in now. Um, so what we're gonna do is sort of talk about division of labor in general and power exchange. Okay. And then we're gonna share what we do. Um, there is no single right way to decide who does what uh, in, in your home, in your, within your relationship. Um, but also there's no automatics that just because, you know, you're a woman or just a, a feminine presenting person that you're supposed to do this, or just because you're submissive, you're supposed to do that. Right. Um, if you decide to do things that fall along, um, gender stereotypes or even role stereotypes, you should do that knowing what you're doing, having had the conversation, right? The way I look at it is every single solitary thing in a power exchange, even the most mundane and not sexy or not kinky or not erotic or not what, like it all needs to be discussed at some point. Yeah. Um, do you have anything? I mean, other than the fact, if, if you think back to where this all began for us, um, it's not something that's set in stone either. No, it's changed for us it's, a lot over it's, the years. Um, it, it's, it's fluid and it, it goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, just because you may negotiate a certain thing doesn't mean it will, will stay that way. It, you know, can very easily change you know, over time and circumstances. Right, absolutely. Just like any other part of your your power exchange. Right. Like the things you start on day one are not necessarily the things you're doing on day 100 or year five. Like mm-hmm. life changes, circumstances change, needs change, wants change, expectations, like it all changes. And so you kind of have to roll with it. I know mm-hmm. for us, when we've changed how we divide up what gets done around here, um, it usually happens past the point it should have happened. We've been going along in what we think will work and then it kind of stops working, but we're so routine oriented (laughs) (laughs) that we'll just keep doing that until it feels like the wheels have fallen off and one of us is overwhelmed. And I, we talk a lot about how I get overwhelmed and oh no, but I think the last time we made a shift, it was you who came to me and went, I cannot keep fucking doing this. (laughs) I was like, okay, okay, Mm -hmm. fair. Fair. Yeah. Let's let's switch this up. So when you think about the division of labor in your household and that, you know, not everybody's going to have kids. Some people are going to be a caregiver for an adult, uh, you know, a parent, a grandparent, a sibling. Right. Um, one or both of you will have employment of some sort, most likely not necessarily because retired people are kinky, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not just, oh, well, who washes the dishes and who cooks dinner and who does the laundry those that's part of it but there's also well who makes the appointments uh who keeps track of the schedule do we both try to do that what do we take turns on where are our strengths the very first time we ever talked about who would do what it was when we were transitioning from long distance into living together and we had to think about it and i had had the marriage where i did it all and worked two jobs and that was some bullshit (laughs) and so i already knew i was not living that life again so i knew we were going to talk about this thankfully (laughs) jb uh defies uh gender stereotypes For, for many uh, cis men. And he was like, yes, we're going to talk about it. My favorite thing that I remember from that conversation, you were like, look, 
I'll do anything but two things. And I went, okay. They're like, I'm <laughs> not cleaning bathrooms and I'm yep. not cleaning up vomit. Yeah, there you go. And to this day, I I clean up all vomit. It kind of sucks. <laughs> but you do clean up other body fluids from other yeah. creatures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I appreciate And you also kill all the bugs. I think that's what I said. I'm like, okay. Right. I, I'm not killing the bugs. Right. And at the time, and it wasn't really an issue because first we lived in a townhome apartment and then we lived in a condo. But I think I even said, I'm not doing yard work. I don't, I don't do that. I do do yard work now. My, how that has changed. (laughs) My, how that has changed. (laughs) So I also think that the division of labor does not have to be a only you do this and only I do that. Like certain things, like that was a hard limit. (laughs) Jamie's like, I don't do bathrooms. I kind of went, well, I only do my bathroom. I taught the kids the moment they could stand and pee anywhere. I taught them how to clean a bathroom. It was like, no, 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 you're not peeing all over the toilet and the floor, and I'm going to come in and clean this up. They are very familiar with how to clean a bathroom. Future partners can Mm -hmm. thank me later. Um, But, you know, other than those things that are like a definite hard no, I know I'm not good at that. I know I, I just refuse, right? And I think that's a conversation most couples just don't usually have of what what won't you do, but what will you do? So there were some things that we each said, okay, I will do these things. And then there were some things that we just take turns on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a good portion of my attitude towards that mm-hmm. um, came from the fact that for many years, uh, I owned a home mm-hmm. and I lived by myself. Right. And I did do it all. Yeah, I did bathrooms. I hated the frick <laughs> out of it. Past the first eight seconds, you can say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, but yeah, I, I did it all, so I know what the work right involved in maintaining a house, you know, and at that time I was self employed, I was running my lawn business. Mm-hmm. You know, I was out I've always been sort of like mystified by people who do have their own home or have to maintain their own establish like their own place before they get into a long-term relationship where they're living with somebody Mm -hmm. whether they're married or not and they clearly had to get it done and got it done or they would have been living in squalor and the moment they have a partner especially if it falls under the heteronormative kind of thing or in our case power exchange that person's the dom and they have decided that subs just do everything which that's so not fucking true but it's, I've seen it before. I've seen it happen many times where it's like they just like go, well, I guess I don't have to do this now. And I always appreciated that about you. You were like, no, I've done this before. I understand what needs to be done. And so, yeah, I can pitch in and I can help or I'll take mm-hmm. this and you take that. So the reason, you know, the big reason I think this is such an important conversation to have in power exchange is because a lot of people will automatically assume that because you're the submissive, you this is what you do never mind you might not be a service submissive never mind you might work crazier hours longer hours more hours than your dominant partner Mm -hmm. it might be that you're not um physically capable of doing certain things like your role does not determine automatically what you do if it's not that way in kink (laughs) and the kinks you're gonna do and the way you're gonna set up your dynamic it's not necessarily that way in the sort of non-kink things now yeah 
are there are there ways and relationships and methods and all of that where you can turn the domestic necessities into part of your dynamic absolutely a lot of people do that some people that's exactly what they want to do but it should never be assumed like this is a conversation like anything else in your power exchange hands down if you haven't had the conversation ever or in a very long time sometimes it's worth periodically going hey how we doing on this like are things working or not working and then you know when you ask that question you need to expect an answer that maybe you weren't expecting like just listen with an open mind so our division of labor around here has fallen under very both dynamic and heteronormative like stereotypes in the past and then it's shifted completely Mm -hmm. Uh, when we first moved in you were working full-time out of the out in an office right i was just starting up my freelance life had like one and a half client and i was making 300 dollars a month like one a lot so i had all the time um i also kind of needed to needed and wanted to acclimate to where we were living because you'd been living there for a few months before me and the kids moved in right. the, i needed i felt like i needed to be really available for the kids because i was asking a, a for them to go through a major life change pick up leave what you know live with a new person live in a new place and oh go to new schools (laughs) i was asking for a lot from them um and so i was sort of happy to sort of be this domestic partner who did the stuff at home because i was at home um so there were tasks that we did that were part of our dynamic where the coffee service that's that's been there since the moment we moved in i would make your Mm -hmm. lunch for you right um i would have dinner i'd be working on dinner or have it ready by the time you came home depending on schedule um we even now that they're teenagers we still eat at the oh these children will be in bed by eight kind of (laughs) schedule (laughs) we eat pretty early um i you know took care of laundry the one thing we did not automatically assign to me, although I did do most of it because I was home, was I didn't was not expected to clean by myself. Right. Like I, I was trying to work and build a clientele and build a career. So this wasn't quite the full stay at home parent situation where yeah. my job is to look after children when they're in front of me and take mm-hmm. care of the house. So I did it was there was no expectation I was keeping right. the house spotless at, at, or something. At that time it was kind of a weekend thing. Right. And we all chipped in, even the boys. They, oh, they were yeah. doing stuff that was age appropriate for them. And that's another part of the division of labor is not just amongst the adults who are physically capable of doing stuff. It's amongst the kids who are physically capable. Right. My whole thing was one, we never, up until we lived in this, the rental before we bought this house, where we're recording now, our first town apartment, which is a townhome, and then the condo, were both kind of small. So cleaning was not like the biggest task. Mm-hmm. Um, but my thing was twofold. One, um, I was trying to raise uh, little humans into not mm-hmm. being shitty people. And so knowing how to take care of you know where you live is part of that. But uh, we were also trying right. to teach them responsibility and contributing to the, like all of that. So they had their things to do. But what I always appreciated was I knew because we'd had the conversation, JB wasn't touching a bathroom. And I was okay with that. <laughs> I was teaching the kids how to clean their bathroom. And then of course I was going over it to make sure it was actually clean. Um, and then I, we had our bathroom and you're a relatively clean human being. I'm a relatively clean human mm-hmm. being. I mean, <laughs> 
we do have the common like stereotype of you do leave your little beard hairs everywhere and I haven't killed you yet. So we're Thank doing you fine. For that. We're Thank doing you for fine. That. I appreciate it. Uh, do I sigh <laughs> deeply as I rinse them down the sink? <gasps> yeah. Sometimes. Mm. Um, but the Saturday or Sunday we'd go, okay, it's time to clean. We divvy it up. Right. And what I loved is I could go, okay, I, I know I'm cleaning the bathrooms. That's fine. Will you take care of the kitchen? And you mm-hmm. were always like, yeah, sure. Not I, a problem. I, you you will clean a kitchen very well. I like clean kitchens, man. I will I will dive in and clean the kitchen. You get into like I'm there's a reason we pay somebody to come into our house once a month to clean it. One, we're super busy. Two, cleaning I can, but I'm gonna get real bored and wander off before I get to any <laughs> nook or cranny. Like the bathrooms are different because we're putting our naked asses on shit in there. So I'm I'm gonna but kitchens, like they're crumbs when I'm done. They're there's little dust specks when I'm done. Not JB, you could eat off any surface in that kitchen when he's done, and it's delightful. We would split things like um if I I'd ask you to sweep the floor and I'd come mm-hmm. back with like the Swiffer or the vacuum, depending on right. the floor type. Like we would we would share it because we all live there. You never had the expectation that, well, you're a service miss if you do all of this. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been different if I had been like, hey, I actually want to do all of this for for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, either because I feel like I, I need to or I feel like it's a way to serve or I have control issues and I think only I can clean. I see yeah. some of y'all out there who, who feel that way and that's fine. Just own it, okay? <laughs> if that's how you feel. Um, but in those early days when we didn't have money at all because I was barely earning anything and I had nothing but time, mm-hmm. it made sense for me to take on a lot more of the domestic right. stuff. And we didn't have yard work because we lived, we didn't live where we had a yard. We either had the apartment or the condo, yeah. Right. And the condo, we had some yard work, but it was minimal to like our little back patio area. Uh, I know you recall the infamous back patio we built together where I was essentially your slave labor. It's you were. fine. It's fine. Uh, but again, that's one of those things where I never went, well, you're the man, you're the dom, you're stronger than me. Put big fat air quotes around all mm. of that shit. And so you have to go build this patio. I was like, I'm here with you, Dad. Hey, I, you know, the beautiful assistant thing. My from my way back. my joke with her, yeah. When whenever she helps me with anything, I I call her my beautiful assistant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and it's like our joke, and it's like it's a happy thing. I get annoyed <laughs> if he tries to do something around this house. I'm like, um, without me, like some things I'm. You know, when I was recovering from surgery, obviously I was not helping right. with lawn work, right? But there are times I'm like, what are you doing without me? I can hand the screwdriver to you. I know the difference between a Phillips and a flathead. But that's another <laughs> thing. If you did household stuff that, again, with the with the gender binary heteronormativity, blah, 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 like that. Like, oh, well, you're the man. So you do the blah stuff around the house, like the fixing of things and the bringing out the tools. Now, do I joke that I don't really have a fucking clue? Sure. But I have, I mean, I was a single mom for a few years and I and, and had a useless husband before that. So I did have to do these things. So you learned a few things along the way. Learned a few way. things. Yeah. I mean, am I happy to rely on your knowledge and just hand you a screwdriver when you ask for it? Yes. And and for me, I unless there's something else going on that's pulling my attention or pulling my focus, I want to be doing those things with you for yeah. the same reason that back in the day we were considered really ridiculously cute. Like, I just want to be with you. I want to be in your presence. Mm-hmm. Now, as time has gone on, as stressors have arisen, as, you know, 
there's more to do in the same fucking 24 hours. <laughs> I'm not always as inclined to be like, oh, yeah. daddy, let's go do, you know. But I do get annoyed when you're like, well, I gotta go fix this thing. Well, but you didn't ask me to come with you. Like, that's how we div- divide that. You'll be in charge of it. You'll have the best idea of what to do or know how to do it or feel confident mm-hmm. enough in what you do know that a YouTube video is enough to go, yeah, I can follow that. And I tend to stand there and go, let me hand you a tool. Let me be nervous when you're on a step ladder. Uh, like he'll get on the ladder and I'm behind him. Like if he fell, this was gonna do something. I'm not gonna catch him. I'm just gonna try and cushion his fall, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the kids have gotten older, you've pulled them more and more. And mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. It goes back to everybody in this household has some level of responsibility sure. for stuff. And they need to know these things. And you don't learn these things, minus YouTube, unless somebody shows you. So of the things that we don't per- purposely take on and go, this is my task, right. we share. We yeah. try to do together. I started doing lawn work with you because I started first it was supposed to be the kids helping and yeah I have got some indoor cat children okay well the oldest um, he's he's he was he was too busy he's too busy yeah, yeah I mean at that time he was working and you know he's just got too much stuff going on but before that he was it was t- it wasn't worth it <laughs> his, it was tough his uh lack of desire to do it just made it rough on everybody and it was yeah. like We'll try again with your little brother when he's mm-hmm, older. Mm-hmm. He is the same way. Uh, I I told both of them. I'm like, if you don't want to learn how to do this or know how to do, have, you need to make sure you earn a living where you can afford to have somebody come do this for you, right. or live in a space where you don't need this stuff. Somebody mm-hmm, will come do it for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been very clear with them on that. But you know, I would relied on. Oh, you were gonna, you know, get the kids to help you over the years when we yeah. finally had a lawn. And, and then that was not working out. And I was right. sitting like a princess in the house while you were sweating your ass off, <laughs> cleaning the yard up every week in the summer. And so we talked about this on a previous episode, Not, I mean, just this past summer, mm-hmm. I've started helping. And did. that was one where that was too late in coming. It should have been the moment you had kind of went, I'm not fighting these damn children anymore. They can, whatever, I should, I, in retrospect, I should have stepped up and gone, okay, we're doing this together. Because in my mind, I had relegated that to a you problem, but I'm not sitting in here cleaning the whole house. We we mm-hmm. pay very nice money for people to come do that for us. <laughs> when we can afford to, they will come more often. Um, uh, so I felt, I know I felt a lot of guilt about that because I, I mm. you did it for weeks with no help in the like height of summer. And it's a lot of, we we have a yard now in a way mm-hmm. that we did not before, even when we rented a house before we bought this one, we only had a little piddly front yard. Right. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal. The backyard but, was all oak trees. There was no grass. <laughs> right. And and we cared, but we didn't there, yeah. care. Like we were not going in and pruning shit and like shape. Like we were not, we knew we weren't going to be there long term. We were just making sure it didn't look like shit. Right. Here we care. Also, our neighbors would shame us. I know they would. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> So we, you know, and I, that was never something we talked about until it became a problem, which is a lot of what happens when you're dealing with division of labor. You don't talk about it until it's a problem because you came in and looked like you're about to pass out one, one weekend. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm just letting him. That's not very submissive of me. That's for fucking sure. (laughs) Of course, the first time I did help him, it looked like I was going to pass out, but. I'm better now. It's fine. Um, 
so yeah, when we first moved in together, it was very heavy on me mm-hmm. and you did what, you know, that's right. how we, it was the, the division was, I did more than you did because of the nature of our work. The one thing that's been a, a pretty big constant. And I think it's because, um, yes, you're their stepfather, but there's been no like legal adoption or anything like that. I'm, I am their biological mother and they've you know, been with me since day one. I handle all of the kids, school stuff, doctor stuff, um, appointments like that, anything that they need for that side of things where somebody has to yeah. sign and go, I'm in charge of these children, they're mine. Uh, I handle all of that. You do. Which thankfully, knock on wood, they've been relatively healthy. And so it's not been a ton and they're mostly fine at school. So there's not been a ton. It's really just been in the past year where it's amped up because they've gotten their diagnoses and they're on medication and we're doing school and there's just a lot more now. Um, That can be overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) when also the household stuff still has to get done. And if that's not fairly air quote that word, what the fuck does that even mean? Divide it up. Um, But uh, that's, it's weird because JB is capable of calling a doctor's office, setting an appointment, sitting in there for the appointment. He is capable of all of that. He and I both know that there's no question. I'm still doing all of it. <laughs> I'm still doing all well, of it. You see, not there... because I don't, not because I won't let, partly because I won't let you. It's like, yeah, I am. It's not a, I've been made to do all of this or I've been forced. To, it's no, no, no. I, yeah. I'm going to handle that thing. But, but see, at the same time, mm-hmm. while you are very good at scheduling those kind of appointments, mm-hmm. when it comes time oh, we need to get somebody here to f- fix the leaking faucet. Um, we're having AC problems. Right. I'm the one who get. Yes, I handle, that, all, that's, the, I that's handle all those phone calls. That's him. And here's the thing. It's funny because it has nothing to do with he's the dominant, so he's in charge of that, and I'm the submissive. Because as a submissive, he could say, hey, and he ha- you have. Hey, can you make this call for me and set this appointment? Mm-hmm. I fucking hate it every time. But if it's something we discuss and negotiate and I consent to do it, I will do it. Right. Quite frankly, I lean in to heteronormativity with that because when I call a service place for anything, they talk tend to talk to me like I'm the little lady who doesn't know anything. And man, I will default to that sometimes because if I'm not confident, uh, you can tell. Um, he gets clearer answers, <laughs> quicker service, yeah. less, you know, he's not condescended to the way I have been in the past. And also he tends to have an idea of what the hell he's talking about. Now, (laughs) this isn't about division of labor, but it is, it's, I don't think it's uh, uncommon. When he's making the call, who who has Googled and is telling him what she thinks he should say and ask about in the background? That would be me. That would be me. But that's, what's funny is you might make the call, but I have probably looked up what we think the problem is and we've done the troubleshooting with yeah. me holding the phone going, okay, this site says push that button and do this first. And you're like, okay, you know. So, mm-hmm. and you'll say, look that up. Go look that up. Yeah. And and it's funny because is it the equitability with which we share tasks? Yes. Also, is it my dom saying, go do this part for me. I'll push the buttons. I'll get on the ground and look underneath the thing, but you do the research because you're good at that. And a lot of division of labor tends to come down to who is best suited to do what. And then what's left over, you either kind of go, well, I don't hate it so much. I'll never do it. So fine. Or, hey, can we split this so nobody has to do it all the time? 
Or my new favorite, can we afford to pay somebody to come do this for us? Because we Mm -hmm. just don't want to do it. When we realized we were living in a little bit of filth at the condo, because I'd gotten busy, you were busy, there just wasn't time anymore. That Mm -hmm. was when we went, okay, first of all, can we even afford it? Right. Um, And what does it gain us to not have to spend the hours and time to clean the house, which we're already not doing? somebody come in and then we're not embarrassed if somebody comes over or freaking out if somebody's coming over you know and we're in a clean house um and i think that's another part that you know not everybody can do that not everybody will have the the extra money to afford something like that let me tell you we have not had the extra money to afford it and i've still made us do (laughs) yeah it that that is one that is one thing that my continuing that has kept our sanity yeah in in a lot of this and it frees up time where we're working on stuff to earn the income back so yeah i think division of labor is okay everything that has to be done who is best suited to what right what is a hard limit i think we have to like it's annoying and i think it's a little eye roll worthy to on the outside looking in for somebody to go oh you hate cleaning bathrooms don't we all actually no there are some people who are like i'm happy to clean a bathroom yeah. like it's fine to me i'm you know i wanted to be cleaned a certain way so i will do it so i think you talk it's like negotiation or anything else you talk about what you will do you talk about what you won't do you talk about the stuff that you're like it's not my favorite but sure we can mm-hmm. do it and then when it comes to maintaining a home if you can, if you have the resources, what can you what can you outsource? Yeah. One of the things that I would love if we ever got to a point where we could afford it is outsourcing um, things like the meal delivery kit things. To not have to plan mm-hmm. dinner just a few nights a week to I, take. I would not mind that either, but I in in my heart I know that, that one we can't afford it, can't and two it's not feasible until the boys are older. Yes, they're, they're way pickier than we are. Yeah. <laughs> Silent Wing said in the chat that hour before people come are supposed to come over is very motivating. Oh yes. yeah, the uh, I mean that that's the most the one you'll time... see me clean is right before my mother. Right, is about to I mean that you know when just before family is coming over, you know we're all I'm cleaning like shit I hadn't running. thought about in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you see that corner by the front door that nobody's gonna look at. I need to take a toothbrush <laughs> yeah. to it. Clearly, it's too dirty. There you go. Um, I have a couple of times tried to plan my mother's visits around the the established cleaning schedule just saying my mom has a good she's she loves a clean home i know how she is about cleaning her house but she'll also say i do not come here to see how clean or dirty your house is that's not why i'm here i'm like yeah but you'll be mad if you walk in and it smelled like wet rotten dog so maybe Mm -hmm. i'll maybe i'll clean for you yeah so i mean you know we we are both at at a point in our lives where for me to expect you to do everything you know, with, with the amount of work that you do, mm-hmm. that would be ludicrous. It would never, it wouldn't all get done. It can't it, all get it, done as it, it is. It wouldn't get done. It it would put a, a burden on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, yes, things have shifted again with my back. Um, you know, but you have taken on more of the cooking that was you've done before so here's what's funny we started out with i did a lot of that stuff we mm-hmm. shared everything else right right then when you left your job this is an old ass episode you can't even i don't even think you can find it in the podcast feed it's on our website where you got outed mm-hmm. and it was either live in fear that one day you'd get fired and lose your pension or leave and 
keep the pension you've got, which was not as much as it could have been, but know that you don't have to live in fear anymore. You right. ended up becoming a kinky woodworker out of it. Mm-hmm. I had my freelance business had been fucking booming at the time. I was barreling towards burnout though and didn't know it. Yeah. Um, we shifted again because I said, look, I can handle working a little bit more to b- boost our income more and giving you time and space to figure out your woodworking thing and what you want right. to do next and how you wanted to go with that. I can do that and work these hours, but I can't do that and mm-hmm. take care of this house in the same right. way. I just, it, no, mm-hmm. cannot do it. And that was when we started splitting because it used to be that I drove the kids to school and picked them up every day. That's when we started splitting that. I did the drop off, you did the pickup. Um, you at that point took on a lot of the domestic stuff. You, I did. We thankfully had a cleaner at that point, so that wasn't an issue. Nobody mm-hmm. was asking him to do a bathroom, I know. Um, <laughs> but you cooked, you did laundry. Yeah. Um, there were other, and you still did your, your you know, yard stuff, the such as it was, because we were in the condo at right. the time. Um, and you basically, you kind of shepherded the kids when they did get home out of my way so I could keep working. Um, and you, and it was funny because we did an episode at the time because we understood the stereotype of, well, I'm the service submissive who's mm-hmm. been doing all this aren't I supposed to keep doing it? Well, it didn't make sense for the life we had at the time. If I was the main income earner, I needed time to be able to do that. It didn't mean I never did those things. I cooked on the weekends. That's when I did that kind of stuff. Gave you the weekends off. That gave me a break, right. Right. Um, If you cooked, and we still do it this way now, I did dishes. Mm -hmm. I could take 10 minutes to do the dishes. Or we would get a kid to do the dishes because it was one of their Mm -hmm. chores. Um, So it's not like you got... we threw it all at you and right. never you never had help and, and even either. still right now you've been doing a lot more of the cooking and what i do i jump in i will make sure the table's set i'll get everybody's mm-hmm. drinks mm-hmm. um i do a lot of the dishes mm-hmm. and we flip that if right. you're cooking then i'm doing that stuff mm-hmm. so that's what ended up happening when our careers shifted you took on a lot of that load i still was i'm still the life admin person i still make all the appointments i still keep our schedules i all of that um at the time you Mm -hmm. were and up until fairly recently you were in charge of the money that's another division of labor you paid the bills you were on top of that we talked about those things but that was your responsibility um that has shifted as well Mm -hmm. um but then here we are we've moved here um we are now, by the time we moved into this house, right after we moved in, I lost my biggest client. My freelance stuff, nose down. It was down in the crapper. But we equalized how much work we were doing because there's loving BDSM and everything we do for that. And then there's right. kinkery and everything we do for that. And that has done nothing but grow for two years. Yeah. And this is where I was saying earlier that sometimes you don't know you got to do a shift again until it's like, overwhelmed you were so stressed and so like when you get stressed you get short tempered and very snappy and i'm like where is my daddy all i got (laughs) here is a grumpy polar bear in front of me what the fuck is happening grump 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 and you were clearly overwhelmed and i think you were on the edge of your own burnout because you were doing more stuff in the shop. We were planning mm-hmm. more things. You were, I was constantly going, I need product, I need product. And yet you were planning meals, you were cooking, you were doing the laundry. And I was, and I had actually worked a little less and was trying to like 
supplement that by helping you with work, but correct. I was I hadn't taken over any domestic stuff. And so we ended up, I think we got into a stupid argument over nothing. And it was when we finally came back together and had a conversation and started making up again that I went, but what do you need? And you just went, I need to not have to do this home stuff all the fucking time. And I went, <laughs> okay, yeah. well, let's talk about that. In a nutshell. Basically. Mm. And the the two things that, and I, if this isn't like this for you, I'm very happy for you, but also I kind of hate you a little bit. The mental load and drain of trying to decide what is for dinner every fucking night. We have tried planning our meals. Yeah. That works for about five seconds. And then it's because you still have to decide it's overwhelming or you get to the day and you're like, that is not what I have a taste for. We've tried meal prep. We've tried all kinds of things. It is a soul sucking activity. (laughs) And I know I hate it and you hate it. And then... Well, you know, and again, it wouldn't be so bad if it was just you and I. Yeah. When you have two very picky mm-hmm. children who like very different things in of themselves. Yeah, we're playing a jigsaw puzzle every time we yeah. do a meal. So we had that conversation. We basically split it. Like I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'd been doing two days and you were doing five. I'll do four and you do three. And we worked that for a while. And now, especially since your back has been doing what it's doing i i maybe do five and you might do two or what'll more likely happen is we might cook together um i'll say this no matter how big your kitchen is it never feels small until two of you (laughs) are trying to cook together though we have a decent sized kitchen but i'm like what you're breathing on my neck what is happening here compared compared to the condo right right laundry that was a a curious thing because both of us i'm like we can't afford to outsource laundry but i would if i could it is a tedious task that makes me just want to like gouge my eyeballs out and you were kind of feeling the same way i was getting burned out oh yeah you were like please don't let me do any more i was getting burned out from doing all the laundry and you have to understand division of labor in our house each Mm -hmm. kid does his own laundry we don't like i'll help like if you got a thing tomorrow for school and you need that shirt i'll wash your shirt for you you got work tomorrow and your uniform when the 17 year old had a job he had he was assigned one work uniform and then you had to pay for more yeah. like a crazy amount of money and i went no no we'll just keep washing this fucking thing um so i might do that for him but mm-hmm. in general if they want clean clothes they're washing their own clothes they're on so their own. we're just responsible for our own and you were like uh please please god don't make me do any more laundry yeah. and i went okay look I will get. I will be the same way in about five minutes if I take it along. What can we do to split this fairly? Yeah. And, and that's when we got creative. Right. And and the thing that bothered me most about doing the laundry was folding everything and putting it away, which is not my favorite either. You you really didn't like though the washing and, and the, the remembering the, to move it to the dryer and the taking yeah. it out of the dryer. Oh god. See, yeah. folks, <laughs> Those of you who are listening to this in the podcast, that was one very dramatic baby girl there. But I, I'm really a service submissive, I promise. Yeah. So we, we divided it up. I yeah. wash and dry. I take it out, put it in the bedroom, and then she folds and put it away. Right. But when you've had a really bad weekend or you're recovering from a procedure or whatever, of course mm-hmm. I'm going to do it on your birthday, the weekend of Father's Day. Yeah. I, I do it. It's like a... Because I can do a one-off and I, it doesn't bother yeah. me. So we didn't, in that case, we didn't just assign it back to the other person. We mm-hmm. went, how can we split this so we're each taking on some of the load in order to keep this going? And that's kind of where we're at now. Most of what we do, if we can't outsource it, 
<laughs> if a kid doesn't do it and it's not their chore, taking out trash, that's a kid's chore. Yep. Like we'll make sure it's done. We'll take out like extra stuff. Like we, like we, I get boxes upon boxes for, <laughs> for the shop all the time. Of course I'll take those out. But like, that's a kid's job. We have given that to them. They need the responsibility. Yeah. They need the chore. If I'm going to hand you cash every month, we're going to justify it. You're going to do something to earn your money. Um, but these days we've landed on, can we share the task? So yeah. unless it's something one of us just prefers to do again, life admin being, being a, uh, a place for that. I make the grocery list. I keep the grocery list and I keep it organized when we're shopping. I plan what day we're shopping mm-hmm. with in collaboration. But typically by the time I've come to you, I'm like, I think this day or this day, what do you think you decide? Right. right. Um, which is kind of how we work our whole parks change. I'll go, here are your five options. Please pick one. Right. Um, <laughs> sometimes he's like, Oh, you've done this a, a few times lately. Oh, I don't care. Whichever one is fine. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you that right now I need you to make the decision. Can you please make the decision? (laughs) That would be great. Because what's happened over the past year is a lot of the stuff that only I do blew up. There were more appointments. There were more Mm -hmm. meetings. There were more phone calls. There was a bigger schedule to try. And I have been overwhelmed with that. And so I'm not going to give that task up. I mean, you could say I want it and that would be a conversation to negotiate, Mm -hmm. but we both know where everybody is most comfortable with me doing it. Part of it is a strength that I have. Part of it is just the nature of parent child relationship. Um, And you're already doing your things anyway. So I'm that when that blew up, that is when I started to go, whoo, I'm feeling a little submission burnout here. I'm feeling a little bit like. And we came upon a thing. I, you know, she didn't want to technically give it up, um, but she was also keeping a paper calendar. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That was never 100 percent accurate. (laughs) Which which was very frustrating to me because I never knew what was going on Mm -hmm. because she hoarded that calendar like Smaug hoarded gold. Look, I have control issues. (laughs) I don't think it's uh, a shock that some submissives do. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I, I told her we need a common family calendar. And I groused about it. I you did. grumbled. You, I did not want to set it up. You did. You 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 groused, you stomped your foot, you rolled your eyes. I did that thing and, and busy people and everybody <laughs> JB's been this busy person, so for all his laughter, busy people know this. You have that thought of it will take me longer to explain this to you, to to set this system up, to change my ways than if I just did it myself. I absolutely get caught in that line of thinking. <laughs> and in the immediate moment, that is true. It would be faster if I just mm-hmm. kept it up. But if I take the time, in this case, to create the family calendar where everybody's everything lives and, like, and well, then look, we share it. We have a Google calendar. Life has been much easier since. Bam. I know. I and know, and it, it and it has. Yeah. It's taken the load off you because one, I can look at the calendar, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm talking to a repairman or or, or making a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. um, you know, or planning something. I can pull up the calendar and look mm-hmm. and say, oh, okay, no, this day won't work. This day will. This time, you know, is not good, but we can make this work. And you know, a lot of times. Uh, when I'm leaving an appointment and setting up another one, I can just enter it right into the calendar. Mm-hmm. 
you know, mm-hmm. boom, and, and everybody who needs to see it sees it. So that has been oh yeah an, an amazing it's thing. It's one of those things that I groused and grumbled, <laughs> and then we had it, and I went, oh, fuck, why did we not have this sooner? Right. This is making everybody's life easier. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those things where you saw the problem, you came up with a solution, and the only reason the solution occurred is because I am a service missive. Right, <laughs> and I right. was like... It's what my daddy wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, <laughs> fine. Um, uh, you know, the thing is, is it goes back to a lot of things we've talked about in the past already. Yeah. The importance of teamwork. We are a team. It's not just what we want to do with our kinky future or our professional future where we're right. a team. We're a team in this house. We're a team. We're not always like the most on page team as parents, but we're getting there. We're better mm-hmm. than we used to be. Yeah. We're a team with whatever life goals we set. Um, right now we're in a time of life and a season of life where it's work, 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 kids, kids, kids. But we, when we talk about, okay, when this ebbs, whichever this, the kids mostly, cause they will grow up eventually and at least be, I, they won't need a babysitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like they might still live <laughs> here, but I won't have to be here while they're doing it. Right. right? Then we go, okay, sometimes we'll dream and go, okay, well, you know, travel or going to events or doing the things that you can't always do easily when you're caregiving as a parent, right? Or with somebody who cannot take care of themselves on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and we allow ourselves to dream about that, but not too hard. Cause man, for me, if I have to think about something I can't have, I will become obsessive over it and I'll either get depressed or I'll just be like, how can I make really poor decisions so I can have this thing that I really want? But we know that when we get to that stage of life, we will be a team in that way too. Cause we, that's just how we structure our life. I might do more of something because I'm good at it because I'm the submissive because I want to do it. Um, But it's always, part been those decisions have been part of a discussion about who's going to do what and why are we splitting it up this way and what works for both of us and the big one i go back to have mentioned a few times is okay first it's it's like a it's like any kinky negotiation what's a hard limit what's a thing you're not doing mm-hmm. jb's is i am not cleaning the bathroom and i'm not cleaning up vomit which does mean that sometimes at 6 a.m when my eyes barely open i am cleaning yeah, up vomit. No, that does suck no. uh, that, that really does suck so, um <laughs> it's fine though we agreed to it you gotta go because i Amazon, need to step okay. away they're almost here yes i can keep going I know. Um, so there's the, the what are your hard limits in the stuff that has to be done in, in your household to make it work and make it run mostly smoothly? What are the things you'd really like to do? You know, you're good at them. It's important to you that you're the one that does it. The stuff with the kids, it's important to me that I'm the one who does it. Um, sometimes I have that sort of inner turmoil and, and you know, inner debate of should I should I let? or ask JB to do some of this. And then I'll talk to the kids and be like, do you want, you want me at this doctor's appointment, right? And they're like, yeah, I do. Now I do think there might be some doctor's appointments at some point in their life. They would prefer their mother not to be there. And that'll be fine. I know he'll step in and do that. And I've given him that authority that he can do that. Um, So, but there are things that you will go, it is important to me that I do this most of the time, if not all of the time, right? And then there's that stuff kind of in the middle where you're like, I don't hate it but I don't love it, but it's got to get done. Right. And ideally when you sit down and have that conversation, 
with your partner or partners, if you're like a, a very like, you know, the the household you're in is multiples of y'all in multiple relationships, you figure out the Venn diagram of what you'll do, what they'll do. And then the stuff in the center that you either have to like negotiate and go, can we share it? If you take this thing you don't really care about, I'll take this thing I don't really care about. When you have mutual stuff you absolutely hate doing, it's the workaround of how can we get it done anyway? Or, or, and this one is a hard one for, depending on how you were raised about how you think about how your household is supposed to run. Do we have to do it? <laughs> like cleaning your house, you, you, should, you should do. You should, you should have done at the, the minimum, right? But if there are certain tasks that in the 21st century, can be automated, can be done in a different way, or you just decide this is not a thing that has to be done. I don't have to have a vegetable garden just because my parents did. I don't have to wash my car every single week in my driveway because that that's what I'm like, you know what I mean? Like what can you kind of, you should wash your car every so often by the way, but do I wash my car every every week in the summer or in high pollen season like my parents? did no no i do not i got other shit to do right so it's a negotiation of understanding what needs to be done and how it will get done and i think your role can play a huge part in it if you want it to but it doesn't have to and i think the place where people in power dynamics when they first move in together or when they're first getting into that part of their relationship is you assume what will happen based on stereotypes or cliches that you think of the role that you are in or your partner is in, right? There are absolutely people who go, well, you're a service miss of Kayla Lord, so don't you do everything? No, I ain't got time for that. I don't have skills for that. Some things JB doesn't want me to do. And thankfully I don't want to do. So there should be no assumptions about how things are gonna get done based so completely on your role in the relationship. I mean, think about it, switches exist. If nobody's, in that case, if nobody's living within their role all the time, well, then you couldn't suppose anyway. So hello. Um, and enough of us have absolutely been uh, <laughs> uh, raised with what we think the genders are supposed to do. Um, that even when you're trying to reject that, it can be difficult because you have these stereotypes and cliches in your mind. You, you gotta toss all that out the fucking window and go, yeah, yeah, but what's actually gonna work for us, for the people involved who have to live here based on our strengths, our skills, our desires, our wants, our limits, our boundaries, mm. and our resources and access to resources. Um, and that's to me how division of labor should work in every relationship, kinky and non-kinky. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, it is. It is kind of a. It, it's it's not a a a, a kink based thing. It's in any. It is in any relationship. And I don't know if you touched on it when when I was away for. Do a few you have minutes. your tool? I do, and he was very grateful that I met him at the curb and had the cart. I would call it his little red wagon, but it's not red and it's not little. His his medium blue yeah. wagon. Yeah, yeah. So he just like I backed it right up to the back of his van. He slid it off and put it in the cart. And he was like, thank you. <laughs> You're like, no, thank you. Yeah. I was supposed to get this next week. You're right? here early. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, the, um, you know, one of the things, I don't know if you mentioned it while I was away, you know, it, it's a it's a fluid thing too. Mm. It's it's not something that's static. You know, we, we talked about how it changed and went back and forth over the course of our relationship 
and and other times it's even situational like before christmas before the holidays i was so busy in the shop and and on recording days like this when when we do the the live stream and the podcast um i usually have not been in the shop mm-hmm. and um prior to the holidays because things were so busy and very grateful for that thank you all <laughs> um you know it was tough losing that day mm-hmm. so i said to kayla i said look i want to be able to go out and work in the shop when we're done recording i need that extra time to keep up with what has to be done mm-hmm. so she agreed to on wednesdays she would pick up the youngest from school so i wouldn't have to do it that allowed me to you know, once we were done recording around one thirty ish, whatever time we were done, I would head out to the shop and I would work till dinner time. Mm-hmm. And I would make sure I was cooking dinner that day. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that the holidays are done and, and the pressure is off, now we switch back again. Oh, God, and that's been delightful. <laughs> you've been very happy about that. Because yes. I, you know, Wednesdays are a weird day because there's a lot of recording, a lot mm-hmm. of our we tend to walk away from our recording happy to have done it, but kind of drained. Like there's a lot that we put into it. And so I have little things that I need to get done. And I was like, but you're going to make me drive across town. Okay. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> and then come on the cook. Oh, okay. But you know, you're, and I didn't mention, you're right. It is more fluid. Um, now that you have some telemed appointments that are regularly scheduled every couple of weeks. Right. And you picked a time that, can basically work we've already figured out that that's a day i'll go pick up the kid right Mm -hmm. um it used to be that on days that i picked up the 13 year old you actually would take him to school so we could swap so it would be nice and even um and then for a a while for six months he was retching on the way to school every day that has stopped the new medication is working we think and we're both very grateful for it Mm -hmm. and so now once we you know we're kind of like is it really stopped for good? Whatever, whatever. But then the next conversation will be, okay, I'm happy to do that on these kinds of days. Can we swap yeah. again? Can I get my time back? Because right for us, we are negotiating available time. You know, yeah. one of us will go do a thing that takes an hour to two hours, depending on what it is, to give the other time to work on something, to go to an appointment, to do this, to do that. And if if you're in a position to just give in that in that way uh, and not need to like make it up later that's fine i've done that a lot of times we'll continue to do it that way Mm -hmm. but because we are both just very busy individuals um if i give up my time here i'm going to look at how can i get it back somewhere else right um and still try to maintain the uh appearance the uh joke that is work-life balance uh (laughs) (laughs) because i'm no longer capable of consistently work until like 10 o'clock at night like i used to be able to like this this body this brain just don't do it no more um but it's a a kind of those are kind of constant negotiations it's what is needed in this moment and what are we capable of giving and sometimes this is true of any part of any relationship you're in with any other human being i don't care what kind of relationship it is sometimes you give more than you receive that's the nature of it the problem is if you're constantly giving and never receiving then you're you're out of balance and either something has to be reworked or that's not the right relationship to be in i had the marriage where i constantly gave and received very little um to the point that I went, oh, I can do bad by my damn self. And so I went <laughs> off and did 
not great at first and then much better by myself. So I knew when I got into future relationships, if it wasn't a partnership, first and foremost, then I, I, we weren't doing it. What, what are we doing here? And I think that too many people usually new to power exchange or those who've had a very specific kind of dynamic because it worked until it didn't work. Don't always remember that this is supposed to be a partnership. This is supposed to be a team effort. And that's not just for when you're married or when you live together, or when you have kids together. It's, we talked about this in the teamwork episode. It's a team effort to have a satisfying scene together. It's a team effort to learn a new kink together. It's a team mm -hmm. effort to go, I'm the dom in this role, in this moment, you're the sub and we're gonna give and take and um, create this dynamic that works for both of us. It can't right. just work for one of you. It's gotta work <laughs> yeah. for both of you. And that needs to be true in every other facet of your life with the people that you are engaging with. And when you're living with somebody and raising a family or taking care of other people or just keeping house together <laughs> and trying to keep the roof over your head and not have it cave in on you, it it needs to be a partnership. And that does not mean that it's always 100% equal on both sides all the time. The scales are not always balanced all of mm -hmm. the time. But if they can balance out more often than not, then you're probably on the right track. But you also yeah. have to be honest. Submissives, my submissive friends, I have not lectured you in a hot minute, but if something's not working for you, you've got to say something. You've got, if you have been doing all the laundry for 10 years and you are about to <laughs> throw it out on the highway and let it just fall where it may just to not have to do it again. And you're thinking, can I just buy a new pack of underwear? Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. I know you can buy packs under. <laughs> I used to. Can I just buy a new pack of underwear every week? Do, do I have to really wash it over and over again? It's time to have a conversation. <laughs> right. Can your partner take some of the load off? Can they think creatively about how you can outsource yeah. it or how you can do this differently? Like we don't, None of us need to be martyrs to our relationship or to mm -hmm. our household. S sometimes circumstances are like, you're, you're the one that's got to do it until something changes. I get that. But submissives don't need to be like, well, I agreed to do this 15 years ago, so I'm doing it every day for the rest of my life. Not if it's not working. Right. What the fuck? I mean, it goes back to something I said a long time ago. I said it numerous times, you know, especially from from an s type point of view um you know if, if their well is being emptied because they're doing everything doing everything and, and it's constantly you know eventually that well's going to go dry that's where we were at when we had the conversation several weeks ago and it yeah. was it was one of those things where and i know i do this so i know other people do this i can look at a situation and i can understand intellectually why it is the way it is jb's back is going out on him he can barely walk he can barely function he is just doing what he can do to get through the day guess what i gotta pick up the load right i gotta do extra i gotta take care of more because when I, when i'm like rolling around on the ground and can't function. He does that for me. And that's what you do. And I'm happy to do it. I'm not happy that mm -hmm. I have to do it. I want to be healthy and whole, of course. Yeah. But uh, yes, I will. And it's not just because I'm a service submissive. It's not just because I'm his wife. It's not just yeah. because I love him. It's all of those things, right? Right. But what happens is there comes a point where you've done it for so long, or as we were dealing with, you were so rightfully grumpy about how <laughs> all of this sucked. But 
you did the thing that a lot of people do that I do that probably everybody does. You took it out on the one person who was there going, but I'm here to like help. Yeah. Do I, I'm here to help you. If you push me away, you got nobody. I mean, so. I've, I've, I've reached a point now where I'm beginning to learn to adapt. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't do things the way I used to do. I'm learning new ways to do them that don't impact me as badly. Right. She uh she she got excited a week or so ago because we we keep a a um tub with the dog's food mm-hmm. under the cupboard mm-hmm. so you know we can scoop out and then we refill it from the the bag the big bag the 60 pound bag that I can't is, even left is kept in the in in the hall closet. So it used to be I would just, you know, get the bucket, pull the top off, go to the closet and pour, pick it up and pour oh, and it in. Oh, and the forearms would be popping. I'd be like, I would like to just watch you refill the <laughs> the dog bin thing. <laughs> this is delightful. And uh, I can't lift it anymore. So <laughs> she got excited because she saw I had refilled it the other day. And she's like, what do you do? Do you lift that bag? Do you? And I'm like, no. It was not very service submissive of me. It wasn't. <laughs> It was very much. Please don't make me have to take you to a fucking doctor again. <laughs> right, right. Don't, don't, don't make me have to take you to the ER. And um, what I had done, I had took the lid off the bucket, brought it to the closet, and I brought the biggest scoop we had, and I just scooped. You into found the... accommodations. You know what? Yeah. This is not about this topic at all, but it is no. something that has been on my mind, and it makes sense. And I try to pay attention to other people who talk about this because this is their life and their normal. But accommodations help almost everybody, even if you don't technically need them. But the way that you can creatively get a thing done without causing further injury or hopefully pain, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've got to get out of that thinking that, well, just because this is the way we've always done it, I got to keep doing it this way. And so what I'm doing is I'm... because I was the one that refilled the dog food right? And I struggled with a bag I cannot lift. And then you were like, I just got a scoop. And I went... I'm a fucking dumbass. I nearly spilled dog food all over the living room <laughs> as I was trying to pick this thing up. I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, there are easier ways to yeah. do it that work with your abilities or see, lack in, of. In, in a way, it is about the topic because, you know, I could have just come to you and said, hey, the tub needs to be refilled with dog food. You could still do that. I go, and okay. I could, and I know. But and now you I'll think of the scoop. And, and, you, and you would. But that had been something I had always done. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, and I found a way now to do it without causing. Here's a curious thing about division of labor and being a submissive. And I don't know if it, if dominants have this moment too. Maybe because everybody is whatever. There are times where you try to do something you've always done. And mm-hmm. you, fought, you you hit a new limitation of, well, I can't do it the way I've been doing it. Right. And you either find a workaround, which is brilliant. And I'm like, fuck, why didn't I think of that too? <laughs> I will use that one. Um, or you muscle through. And I tend to get onto you when you muscle through because I'm over here going, we don't need further injury. That helps nobody, right? I'm worried for you because I love no. you and I, you know, but also I'm like, practical thinking of wait that that's a problem i just roll you to the car to get you to a doctor what am i gonna have to do call ambulance right okay (laughs) but what also happens is when 
I could help. And I think, and the, and it's just what I think, that I should have been the one to help you. I'll get, my little subby feelings will get not hurt, like, but hurt, like, oh no. But like, there's that twinge of like, but you should have asked me. My job is to help you because that's what I do for you because that's who we are. Why didn't you ask me? <laughs> and yet my bitch self by the fifth or the 10th ask does not feel that way anymore. And it's like, why you always got to ask me? Can somebody else help? <laughs> Can we figure out another way to do this? <laughs> but that first time I'm like, but, but you're, you're supposed to ask me. That's what we do here. I do things for you. <laughs> so, you know, uh, do I keep it confusing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Do I know my own mind with any of that? No, nope. no, no. Because in the <laughs> moment I feel a way or, you know, it depends. It's like, has it been an easy day and I've got the mental capacity and inner physical energy to help do a thing. I'm like, why the fuck aren't you asking me? And yet on another day when I'm like, I am overwhelmed and there's too many people want something for me. I'm like, Oh God, he's asking for help again. Okay, here I go. <laughs> and may the odds be forever in your favor about which one I'm feeling. Because most of the time I'm going to try not to let you see me go. Oh, because I don't want you to ever think you can't ask me for help or that you shouldn't ask yeah. for help, right? Because I know I'm just as bad of, if I think I have annoyed you with my ask, and it's not that I have annoyed him, it's that he was in the middle of something or he was like, I just sat down. I will prevent myself, I'll stop myself from asking. And that's like the dumbest thing to do because if you need help, you need help. Yeah. And that's how, Every part of our relationship tends to work, but definitely the stuff that's not governed solely by power exchange. The stuff that's yeah. governed by power exchange, there's a very set like negotiation way and communication way we deal with it when it, we can't make it work. Like if there's a task I'm supposed to do and I just can't do it, I know how I need to approach that and have that conversation. But the stuff that's just like, we're just trying to make sure this place is not burned down around our ears, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and nothing caves in on us. That, that's always a plus. I tend to fall back on our power exchange dynamics because we are that regardless of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I have less of the mindset sometimes sometimes i'm very much oh this is this is my my submissive self getting getting her rocks off we're having a good time here let's do this thing <laughs> and then sometimes i'm just the the tired old lady who's like what i wanted to do was sit down and watch my youtube videos on the couch that's all i wanted to do but okay here we go um so i guess i say all of that just to say you're not gonna have perfectly you know kink thoughts as a dominant or a submissive every yeah. moment of the day for everything especially if it's the stuff of life that's not directly governed by your dynamic yeah i did not know i would have this much to say <sighs> I, is i know i'm always the only one shocked nobody <laughs> else is shocked <laughs> nobody else is shocked um so yeah yeah there it is. That's how we do it. Um, we do not know how you should do it. Mm -hmm. All I know is it should be intentional. It should be a right. conversation. It should be negotiated. It's, it's like it's, all it's, I know. it's like anything else in 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 DS or any relationship. You have to try it and find out what works for you. And get honest with one another. Yeah. If you absolutely hate this thing you've been doing for 
X number of months or years, mm-hmm. say something. Because what if your partner's like, yeah. oh, well, it doesn't bother me. I'll do it. And then and then you know what? Your life gets that much better because you don't have to do something you actively hate mm-hmm. <laughs> every day. I mean, what's helped us through, through the years, we have learned to play to our strengths. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that That is an, an aspect that is very important. Um, and, you know, you – Nobody really likes change, mm-hmm. but again, like everything else, we've learned you have to be fluid. Mm-hmm. Got to you. Got to be able to try. And it's hard if you're a person who you know kind of got to roll a, with the changes. Has a rigid mindset or needs the routine. Like, I get it. I get it on a personal level. I get mm-hmm. it from the viewpoint of raising somebody like that. Like, I get it. But the reality is, is that sometimes those routines and those rigid rules we set for ourselves do not serve us and they are actively what's causing harm. And so whatever you yeah. need to do to figure out how to shift that way of being so that it's something you want to do, something that helps you, something that does not, you know, make your life harder for no fucking reason. You know, and also can we all stop thinking that not all, I know not all, but can some of us stop thinking that just because somebody is a submissive that they do every fucking thing right. for their dominant and their dominant never has to do a fucking thing. Let's just, let's just start there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I think, I think that's enough. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's plenty. I, I think, um, said a lot about the subject. We did. And we'll, we'll do a bonus section, which will have nothing yeah. to do with this. And, I don't know what it'll be about. I don't right. know what we're going to share. We've we've had so many things, but yep. I don't I don't know. So yeah. we'll do that now. It'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> so are we good? <laughs> I don't know. That's not for me to decide. <laughs> okay. Keep it kinky, y'all, and we'll see you next week. baby girl can i talk to the crickets please haven't you talked enough (laughs) that has not been true in 43 years sad but true okay go for it girl thank you i have nothing to say (laughs) i just wanted the permission that's all i just wanted the permission um i'm feeling like super like good and i think it's because you like beat my ass this morning it was great probably i did Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was wearing a purple thong. Yeah, that was actually a little too big, and I was like, "Wow, this is what it's like to put on panties and everything." Being, I like this life. <laughs> uh, and my ass was really red when you were done, and it was delightful. It was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was. It was. Uh... Nice start to the day, so to speak. It was. We had a very rough weekend with one another. I'm not going to into, into details. No. Although, not the thing we went through, but mm-hmm. the aftermath of the thing gave me a topic idea. Of course it did. Right. I, I figure I have to tell you what that topic idea is and then promise we will not talk about the thing that yeah. instigated the topic idea. Right. We had a really rough weekend with one another. And so it was a lot of hurt feelings and it was just, uh and so then we eased into the week and we were better eventually, mm-hmm. but we weren't like having fun yet. Right. And this morning 
we had fun. It took a minute. We were we were a little cranky with one another before we got into the fight <laughs> because we were doing a new thing and we both get stressed out if we don't know how a thing is supposed to work mm-hmm. and we don't have a routine for it yet. And so... <laughs> took us a minute to get there. Took us a minute to get there and then we got there and it was like, oh. Ooh. I mean, it was like 15 <laughs> minutes. It was not long. It was, it was no. really short, but it was like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. I like looking at your face again. <laughs> Is what I think he was thinking. Looking at me, uh, <laughs> and a bright red ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It's delightful. Yep. yep um. Yep. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What's What's going on with you that you want to talk about? What's going on with me? Well, that as, you want to talk about. As, as As of last night, um, I stopped taking some of my medication. Yes. In preparation for procedure coming up Monday. Yes. A um, little shaky about that because, um, yes, I've still been having leg cramps. They just haven't been waking you up in the middle of the night? Um, or have they been? Um, Saturday night, I woke up in the middle of the night. It was horrible. Mm. Um. Yesterday, I had one during the day. <laughs> now, this is the moment where I go, where the fuck am I? And why am I not paying attention? <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, looking, you know, to see if this um, second epidural maybe pushes it over the edge, um, you know, to, to calm it down. Uh, we, we shall see. Um, I still have been doing the, the water aerobics. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I meant to ask you. Mm-hmm. Did you sleep well last night after an evening workout? Well, the night before, I didn't sleep very good, period. Well, I know. So um, I, I did sleep better. It's my theory that on the days he goes to the gym and does the workout in the mm-hmm. evening, he tends to sleep really well that night. But there's been so much going on, you can't really test that theory. Yeah. It's just a theory. Um, the uh, water aerobics, I enjoy them. I, I do feel a difference mm-hmm. from there. Uh, I'm going to keep doing. I know after my procedure, I will not be able to go for a few days because I won't be able to be in water. Right, yeah. Um, so I'll have to take a little, little short break. Um, I'm not going to go into details of what I'm doing, but I have um, started altering some of my eating habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I uh, hope... Um, to see, start seeing some changes in that, which will help. Right. You're not like trying to lose weight for the aesthetics of it. You're like, no. I, I, I've had five doctors say that this would help my back. So right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, making some changes in the diet, um, to, uh, you know, see, see what that will do and if i have to tweak it some more i have to tweak it but um come friday i'll know if what i've been doing is doing anything yeah you have the the good fortune or you did up until we'll find out this time that you can like just eat half a bagel less and take one more shit and you lose five pounds yeah and (laughs) i'm jealous of that but also i'm happy for you that it tends to come off easily yeah yeah. So I do not have that ability. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. 
So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm doing my part. I have noticed um, some strength has been coming back to my right leg. Okay, okay. That's good. Not leaps and bounds, not as sure. fast as I would want it to. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would know. like to do one workout and wake up the next day and be like, I'm completely back to myself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but there, there is some improvement since I've been, been doing the uh, water aerobics. Mm-hmm. And that's good. And I'm... I'm hoping, especially if the second injection works, that you can get more consistent with that part. Right. Because I think then you'll see the mm-hmm. benefits, all of the benefits, not just maybe you lose a little bit of weight, but like the mobility, the flexibility, the, right. you know, maybe you do sleep better. Tashu has recommended a uh, chart. Yes. <laughs> sleep chart to track mm-hmm, the, uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to share? That, that kind of covers it for me. Okay. Um, I got nothing new. I did make the appointment. I So anybody who's been around here for a hot minute knows that I go through, like, it's, I don't like talking to strangers. I don't like making phone calls. <laughs> uh, the social anxiety and among other things, like, well, it took me forever. It was when we first got our first vaccination shot that I finally had the wherewithal to, like, start calling and making appointments we needed to make. <laughs> that was back in 2021 right so yesterday day before recording so tuesday i don't know what was going on in my little brain but i went oh i can set all these appointments i need to set um we needed to make dentist appointments we were way overdue for that way overdue (laughs) i needed to reset an appointment for one of the kids for their med medical med management appointment for their prescriptions and i needed to finally make an appointment with a gynecologist and i went because i was had been so sure that my preferred gynecologist was still in town and still practicing i just had to find her she is not she is not in the state anymore and i have to go (laughs) find somebody new uh and i'm very sad about that and typically anybody who has to like go have their their vulva checked out every once in a while probably knows that sometimes when you call to make an appointment, especially as a new patient, you're waiting like two or three months to get in. I called the the office where where our primary care is based out of. They do mm-hmm. all, all kinds of other things. They've got the orthopedic person for JV's back. They've got physical. They were like, they're one of those complexes where they got all kinds of specialties. Yeah. They have gynecologists. And so I called the Women's Health Center, which I know, I know I'm cringing too. It's fine. Anyway, I call and I'm like, hey, I'm not a patient of the gynecologist there, but I'm a patient at this center and I need to see a gynecologist. I need my well woman visit and um, I want to talk about HRT. And she got me in in two weeks. I was like, what? I thought this was going to be a spring adventure. A long drawn out process. Yeah. Two weeks. Now, I'm a little concerned because... So on the, the site where they talk about the OBGYN stuff, they talk about all the stuff that they help with. And they say menopausal management, which tends to be hormone replacement therapy, but I'm sure there's other things too that I just don't even know about. But when I said hormone replacement therapy, the woman on the phone who was making the appointment was like, like she sounded confused. And it wasn't until I said, well, my primary care recommended it that she kind of went, oh, okay. And I was like, is this going to be a fight? Am I going to have to fight for this? I'm already dreading it, but it is also in two weeks. So in two weeks, I'll find out if there's anything that they're willing to do. And if they're not, or if they give me the same bullshit of this is just how you feel at this age. 
I'll go find something else. <laughs> but whoo, yeah. But I was so sad and that the the gynecologist I'm trying to follow wherever she goes, I can't follow to Montana. I no, it appears to be where she that, has landed and a, I can't go there. That's a little bit of a drive for an appointment. You know, it's only a, a yearly appointment, so. Yeah, but still. <laughs> then I was at, I thought I was going to get to graduate from going to the chiropractor yesterday, but she actually just said, let's bring you down to like once a month instead of once a week, which is fine. Um, I'm still very snap, crackle, poppy when she tries to adjust anything. Um, but we were just talking, because now that I've seen her every week for the past like two and a half months, we've kind of bonded. Come to find out. That was her preferred gynecologist, OBGYN for when she had her kids, actually. And the doctor at that office that they keep trying to pair us all with, which is the one that told me I was not in perimenopause, and I definitely mm-hmm. was, uh, neither of us like her either. <laughs> so we commiserated over missing the one doctor, not liking that other doctor, and needing to find a new doctor. So I told her where I was going to be going, but I was like, I don't know how they are. I don't know if they're any good. I'm just saying. So, hmm. yeah, it's, you know, I'm getting my neck snap, crackle popped and mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about the OBGYN. And I looked yeah. at the doctor and went, look, I need to know if I can vibe with a doctor. I figure if you are nose to mm, with my most intimate parts and you can't laugh at one of my jokes, you're probably not my people. And she, <laughs> she was like, I don't think I've ever thought about it that way in my entire life. But also, I see what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> look i don't i don't know what it'll be but if i'm there i'm gonna make it awkward okay um so <sighs> yeah so i got that going for me i don't mm-hmm. know what's gonna happen with it i don't i don't know um i thought i'd made dentist appointments because they had an online booking thing and they had open availability not a lot but they had some and then i get the message today oh our website was wrong though you do not have those appointments oopsie so all that life admin stuff i did yesterday where i finally like made phone calls and did research and checked insurance now you gotta redo some of it very annoyed Mm. lola's good Mm-hmm. Onyx is good. Yep. Ella's good. Yeah. Fur babies are all good. They're, They're doing all good. good. Kids are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it, I think. For yeah, us, the yeah. uh the the thirteen year old Lola has uh taken him on as a as a pup. Um she goes to help put him to sleep at night. Yeah. He likes having a, a bedtime routine. I, you know, I know there's gonna come a point where he's not gonna want this anymore yeah. and I'm like probably most 13 year olds don't want this but i'm gonna take this as long as we can get it because after you i ain't got this anymore and part of me's like <laughs> hot damn and part of me's like what <laughs> you can put me to bed and tuck me in every night i try but you just you know <laughs> you get handsy <laughs> you know? I, mean, I like that about you but so yeah she jumps on his bed and he he lets me tickle him like i for a while it was a sensory thing where he was like do not tickle me i'm like, okay and then something happened and i like accidentally tickled him and he fucking loved it and so i'll start to tickle him and lola is like why is the hairless puppy making that noise and she noses up in the bed pushes me out of the way to get into his face to investigate what's happening yeah and he fucking loves that and i'm like oh <laughs> this is why 
you're like, sure, and then, you can tickle And then when she sees he's okay, he she just settles down and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. curls up next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the 13-year-old is going to be either a person who has a menagerie of animals mm-hmm. or maybe even work with animals. He's just yeah. like loves, loves mm-hmm. animals. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And I think back, it's so funny. He's now to a point where he picks up Ella like she's a baby and like cuddles her. And she loves it. Um, yeah. Not when anybody else does it except for the 17 year old, but he'll do that. And I'll, and he'll rock her like a baby and he'll walk around with her. And, and I'm like, you know, I remember when you were terrified to touch her. It's only been two years. I right. had them like two years. He was like, I don't remember that. I'm like, I do. You cried. And we were like, why don't yeah. you pet the cat? Why don't you pet the dog? And now he's like, he was when when we got when we got Lola, he was very uncertain about Lola. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that was because Saki was so tiny, Mm -hmm. you know, and when we got her, they were about the same size. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. That is true. So, yeah. So that's us. Anywho. It's been a wild ride, as it always is. Yeah. It will continue to be mm-hmm. a wild ride. If it's not a wild ride, I'll be like, what the hell's What's going on wrong? around here? Something, something's off. <laughs> um, There's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's mm-hmm. us. I guess we should go. Yeah. Oh, my stomach started growling. Uh-oh. Yep. Definitely <laughs> time to go. Yeah, I need to eat some lunch. There you go. Uh, So that's been mm-hmm. it for us this week. We'll be back yep. next week Um, with something else to talk about. Yeah. Until then.